You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 113, I think it is, I'm still not up to date on where we are, of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Crier Media Network. Today, recording day is Thursday, May 4th, which you know what that means. May the 4th be with you. you. Kits and Cubs, yes. Star Trek Day, my favorite day. It's Star Trek Day, yes. (laughs) <laughs> live, long, so live long, live long. I can't do it with this hand. Live long and prosper, everyone. <laughs> oh, we are so going to get oh. mail for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, did you read what I put in the write-up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> People are going to be angry. <laughs> Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> Kid Jim goes and waiting for the Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> um, is that is that when you have too much Taco Bell? Now, that would be the Revenge of the Sixth, though, right? Wouldn't it be? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't that's the one I. I think that's one of the ones I skipped. <laughs> I I don't know what it was about the 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 new first series. I saw the first one. And it was okay. And then when they said the second one was the Attack of the Clones, I said, well, that sounds boring. So I skipped that one. And <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. just the title didn't interest me. So I skipped them. But then when um, they did uh, the three following ones, I saw all those and loved them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back like, for some reason, yeah, just like somewhere midway, it's like, nope. <laughs> Back in the late 90s, those ones? Uh, like yeah. When, yeah 19, was it 99 when that came out? Uh, the um... 
not sure, but but after Jar Jar Binks, that was, well, uh, I, was, was I was out. Yeah, the Jar Jar Binks one. That's the one I'm talking. Didn't yeah. that come out in like '99? I think. Yeah, I don't remember which one. I didn't. I, I didn't actually mind Jar Jar Binks all that much, to be totally honest. But everybody had seemed to have a huge yeah. problem with it. But yeah, it was just I like guess the actor who played him had a nervous breakdown. Really? Oh yeah, from the abuse that he took for it. And I'm like, you don't even see the guy because you know it. It was a mocap, right? And, yeah, but he he had a bit of a breakdown. And and what's his name who played uh, Anakin Skywalker? Uh, yeah, the Canadian kid there. He. Uh, he had uh, he walked away from filmmaking for a while because of the abuse he took. Star yeah. Wars fans can be the worst of humanity. Trust me. The what was it? The last one in theaters, I think, where um, there was a young woman who uh, basically saves you know the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young Asian woman and uh, people just piled on her. She had to she shut down her Instagram account or Twitter accounts like. I mean, Star Wars fans can be the worst of humanity. That's why I mess with them like I do, because it's like, look, you're going to be an asshole. I can be a bigger one. <laughs> I'll mess with your 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 uh, canon, and boy, will you lose your shit at it. It's all fiction, man. Relax. I know. That's the one thing I don't understand. And we kept on saying that, like the Lord of the Rings series, like, wait a minute, there are black elves. Oh no. It was like, wait a minute. The mermaid, little mermaid is black now. Ah, it's fiction. It's like, yeah, it's like, you are (laughs) exactly. It's like, really? It's like, it's the blackness of the mermaid that you can't get past. Exactly. But you don't think is realistic. Not because mermaids are real. (laughs) Well, in the original in the original story, it's an allegory towards his uh, trying to express his because he was gay. The author was gay, and this mm-hmm. was like what 150 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to be part of that world. He wanted to be out and open about who you know his sexuality, but he couldn't. So he did the whole story is an allegory. Um, but if you look at the original. Uh, etchings or drawings for what the little mermaid looked like. The little mermaid was an absolute green. sea creature. Yeah, green, green sea creature. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, when Kermit was singing, it's not easy being green. Mm-hmm. That's, the little mermaid goes, you preach, Kermit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like in the back row, the later up. <laughs> well, I, I hope this new live action version with uh, Halle Bailey um, mm-hmm. explodes and and brings in all the money just yep. to shut those racist a-holes up oh get saucy as one you tw- one twitter user said they threw a bunch of black people into the ocean why are you surprised there are black mermaids Ooh. you know <laughs> we start off we, we start off with some spicy that's a little spicy mm-hmm. yeah. okay um in uh well i guess i should continue with the intro i got something yeah, yeah i'll just i'll just put this on the screen here because i meant it. yeah it's, it's somebody had expressed how much they liked this when i flashed it up the other day so i thought i'd share it again it's just a yes. foggy sunrise that is confederation park uh if you look to the left you can see the silhouette of a building that's national defense headquarters 101 colonel by drive and to the immediate left of that would be the national arts center so that'll give you some idea where the sun is rising is where the stage is for jazz fest mm-hmm. so. that's great they should really have some sunrise jazz wouldn't that be cool like that a 7 cool. a.m except you, i mean like what it would have to be it, you're not going to get jazz musicians to start at that hour so they well, just have to fail a late night set right <laughs> they just finished their last bourbon <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you just get them to play a late night set. Cause usually in June, the sun, sunrise is around 5 AM ish mm-hmm. or are very close to it. So, I mean, you could probably have them play a late night show at, at a, at a club and then just wander in and <laughs> do a sunrise. Yep. test. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, today I said today recording day is May the 4th and it, uh, well, so far it's starting off rainy. I actually have two different sets of weather. If I look in my backyard, there's rain falling on the ground, but if I'm on my front porch, there's no raining falling on the street. Well, this is, uh, this is the weather. It is weather. It's, uh, yeah. Well, look at that. It's raining again. Again. I think it's, it's been rain, rain for like ba-ba, seven days or something. <laughs> when was the last time the sun shone? I think. Well, we had about an hour of sunshine just the other day. Yeah, just the other day. Literally. Yeah, it, like it forced its way um, through. It's like, move over, man. <laughs> I'm making an appearance. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm still here. Just like, and then everybody again. I'm like, what? Yeah. Hi, I'm here. Oh, 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 time to go already? Really? They're playing me off already? Damn, I just got here. <laughs> like the sun goes out. I have to pick the academy. Wait, already? <laughs> what? Can't play the music already? Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, I guess no tennis yet again today for the beaver. Hmm. I'm pouting. Here's a, oh, here's, wow. a, here's a good comment from Dean Savage. I think uh, this is, you know, it was a cartoon about fictional situation where a mermaid gets land legs from a sea witch. As far as I'm concerned, any actor of any race can play Ariel without issue. Mm. Yes. Yep. Yes. When I, when I was last in Mexico, I saw a string quartet. It was a, a gay string quartet who named themselves Well Strung. Just let that land. <laughs> and they That's did, uh, yeah, they did uh, uh, a concert, which was all uh, movies from, uh, well, music from movies. Now, at one point, one of them stands there and says, I love Disney. Don't you love Disney? Yeah, but they always have like some character that has everything in the world, but still wants something else like love or a prince or legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have some news for you. Some oh, please. For, uh, not, not, nothing spectacular, but I'm doing a road trip this weekend. Um, Connie Hahn is playing in Saratoga Springs, New York. Connie Hahn is a jazz pianist, a brilliant jazz pianist. She's very young. She's about 24, 25, um, and a, a prodigy every, in every sense of the word. So, uh, I had been trying to figure out if I could make this happen for a while now, since I knew about this gig. So, uh, a friend was supposed to come with me and she had to cancel. So I was like, well, I don't know if I can do it. Then I looked at it and I go, you know what? The tickets are not expensive. Okay. And then it was like, I need a hotel. Oh my goodness gracious. Those are very expensive. Saratoga Springs. It's a small town in upstate New York. Yeah. Very expensive. So I was talking to a buddy and I said, what are you doing this weekend? He goes, nothing. I go, yep. For a road trip. He goes, yes. I'm like, I didn't even, he goes, I don't care. I just want to get out of town for a weekend. I'm like, okay, um, Connie Hans playing. He goes, I don't know who it is, but it's a concert. I'll go see it. I go, it's jazz. He goes, that's cool. I'm like, all right. So let's say I'll save some money on the, uh, on the hotel now. So, cause you're going to split the, you know, travel costs. We're just going to drive down Saturday morning, uh, wander around Saratoga Springs, which I'm told is a lovely town in upstate New York mm-hmm. and, uh, go check out the show. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my darndest to try and 
see if I can uh, get a few minutes with her because I'm told she does a meet and greet afterwards. So I'll see if I can get just a couple of a couple of words from her. I'll bring a I'll bring a small little recording device and see what I can get. You know, um, I've got some bad news for us. Unfortunately, I was not able to get the Amanda Marshall tickets. Oh no! They're, they're like four or five left and they're like 300 and something each oh no 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 i love amanda marshall but there's, i'm not spending dollars like that yeah, nope there's only one way i could do it uh but it would involve us having to go to london england no because <laughs> <laughs> apparently she's every single night she's on except for the 18th is a night that i'm on stage uh, with over the river and through the woods uh, well, so, yeah. I love I her. Look into not, it. That's my I'm only option. Three bills for that. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Well, and last night, uh, my mom texted me. She goes, um, there's a Motown tribute show coming up at the casino. I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, would you like to go? And I go, yeah, that sounds like fun. She goes, okay, could you see see about getting tickets for yourself and uh, your father and my and me? I'm like, okay. So I pull it up and I look at it and I go, okay, let's get three tickets together. And there, boom, and book. And I went, whoa. Um, for three tickets to a Motown tribute show, 450 Canadian dollars. The prices were in US for a show at the Casino Lac Limi. I'm like 450 and my mom goes, Ooh, that's a little bit more. I go, mom, look, I'd like to see the show, but it's not Stevie wonder. It's not Smokey Robinson. Right. It's not Diana Ross. It's a tribute act. And I'm sure they're all very talented, but it's like 150 bucks a a crack almost. Yeah. $150 a ticket. Like, uh, no, 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 no. 50. Okay. 75. Sure. A hundred. Hmm. 150? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm a patron of the arts, but uh, I got to eat first. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, $150 yeah. for a tribute show is a little ridiculous when you consider it's at a casino. It's like um, the draw to the casino is the show, which should be a lost leader ticket price-wise so that they can get you in gambling. Right. That's usually what those shows are for. Right. But at 150 No. It's not mm-hmm. Wayne Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, if you'd like to try London, uh, the tickets are there. They're at a reasonable price. And according to Miss uh, Sadeka, um, we'd have lodging. Oh, really? And and um, um, what, what's the date? Uh, Sunday, June, 20, uh, June 18th. Juneteenth. Yes. Um. Let me no, get we back could talk about that. it afterwards, but uh, yeah, yeah I got it. London, Ontario, because yeah, it's a little far. Yeah, it's uh, what six hours from here, or seven hours from here, something like that. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is doable. It's just I'd have to, I'd have to take the Monday off to drive yeah. back, right? So, yeah. uh, and yeah. and me getting time off work is difficult because there's nobody to cover for me. If we got there earlier, we could do a pub thing there. A what? If we got there earlier in the day, we could do a pub thing before the. Show. Well, I, I, we could do like a, we could uh, do a Saturday, you know, drive down Saturday oh, morning, do a pub uh, show. No, the Saturday I can't I'm on stage. Oh well, there you go. So yeah, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah, well, we'll figure yeah. it out. 
We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep going with the intro. <laughs> I'm your host, the Eager Beaver. He am, he am, hey, Mr. Beaver. Eh? <laughs> we just, we're just chatty people here. And of course, uh, with me as always, as you can tell, is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, big thank you to our podcast funding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Misfee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Uh, I'm guessing this is a Wednesday morning nibble, because I'm guessing you have to be somewhere given the shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good morning, Kit South Stands, Kit Danielle, Kit Linda M, Kit Jim, Kim, Kit Saucy, Kit Jillian, Kit Jen, Kit Elaine, Kit Miss Sedeka, Kit ah, James, lovely to see you, my friend. Thank you. Kit Christian uh, and everybody else, Dean, Kit Dean. I'm just going through the list here. We have, wow, the gang's all here this morning. Thank you so much. Ah, yes, Kit Grappling as well. Uh, and if I've missed you, I am sorry, because I'm going through uh, the list very, very quickly. And Kit Tavi G, there you go. Um, all right. Uh, in the headlines, the entire uh, public servant strike is over. Hence oh, the change really? in uh, the whiteboard uh, behind me. Uh, I didn't see victory that. For public servants now, uh, because um, the strike had been settled with most of the units, except uh, the employees for the Canada Revenue Agency. And um, things were getting a little tense because I think the day before yesterday, uh, Marc Brière, who's the president of uh, the present president of the Union of Taxation Employees, um, stated it was less than what was offered to the other tables. And for us, it was a slap in the face, insulting. So mm. apparently the offer they got was that now. Uh, different than the other employees who are asking for about a 14.1% when you can add compounding over three years. Um, The Union of Taxation Employees were looking for 22% over three years, which probably wasn't going to happen. There's a big difference between nine over three years and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or sorry, 12 and a half over three years and 22 over three years. So the demands uh, were uh, were much different. Um, but they resolved it. Uh, this morning when I listened to the news, uh, it said that everything was resolved. And Briere stated, uh, well, when it comes to the wage increases, it's similar. Actually, it's the same. So they got the same wage increases as everyone else. The same thing for the lump sum payment. We'll get to that. We got some improvements that nobody else got when it comes uh but when it comes to the qualification credits, people can get their fourth week of vacation after seven years of service instead of eight. So that's what they've received. Now, on the other side of the ledger, when we talk about lump sum payment, is that everybody got uh, that 3%, so they got the 9% over over the three years. Uh, but then uh, the federal government threw in a lump sum payment of about, from 2000 to $5,000 uh, for each uh, one of these employees, which, uh, if you think, for example, if you're making $50,000 a year, uh, $5,000 one lump sum payment, that's a, that's a good amount of money. Uh, if it's 2.5, if it's two, even if it's 2,500, that's still 5%. So it's basically a 5% bonus, uh, on top of it. So they, they got a good deal. I think the, the, the government, I think the lump sum, uh, lump sum payment was maybe the thing that they were negotiating at the end, given that the government really did not want to move on, um, handing over right of work decisions because that is the sole, uh, mm-hmm. competency of the federal government. So whatever deal they reached on that was, uh, um, I guess, a 
gentlemanly agreement uh, that is written down, but not part of the collective agreement itself. And it would be the same I, thing for the CRA employees. So not if, not any news on this anywhere. Like yep. I'm, I'm li- I'd like it's way below the radar because I can't. There's nothing written about it online. It's, yep, it's well below the radar, and uh, so this resolves everything. Um, PP must be spitting teeth. Well, this is. Moment. I'm wondering now. Serious. Here's a serious question. Why is this below the radar? Is it because it pisses, it pisses off the uh, uh, Chatham Hedge Fund? You know, the, the Chatham Asset Management, the hedge fund that is post-media, 66.6% ownership, 666, the evil bastards. Um, it, that ownership uh, group, uh, which owns post-media, is, there's no reporting on this. So it doesn't make Skippy and the conservative cause look good when the liberal government came to an agreement to end a strike after just a couple of weeks. Yes, is that's all I'm just... I'm I'm just asking questions. Well, I, I'm thinking that's what it is. It's because it's a victory, right? Because mm-hmm. they keep on saying, "Oh, you know, the liberal-dominated press." But again, if you look at the editorial recommendations and ownership, uh, editorial recommendations during elections and ownership, uh, we haven't had a liberal-dominated press for about like 16 years. Oh, <laughs> if not further. It, it goes back further. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I mean, you know, when you kept I, I, I don't ownership want- and. Right now, it's like for a long, long time now. Um, so you know what I want. You know what I want in this country? Something the United States of America used to have, and Ronald Reagan got rid of the fairness doctrine. Yes, yes, we need to bring. Yeah, they need to bring it back in the states. And they need to bring it back too, because the fairness doctrine was just saying, you know, if somebody's saying one thing, you have to present someone who's saying the opposite. Yes, which the or, CDC or does, by the way. Yeah, and but that's how you. That's how you end up getting Fox, where you get like. Mm-hmm. 98% of the time it's from the right and, you know, and then, you know, the other 2% is the time that Pete Buttigieg decides he's going to come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can and then hand them, hand them their head every single time. <laughs> Why do they keep bringing him back? Because he just slays them every <sighs> time. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Trump did like to have his butt beaten with a rolled up magazine. So maybe yes. they got some uh, latent desires there. Well, it was his fake time magazine cover that he had created i think james hit the nail on the head here the the only thing the conservatives care about right now is fundraising right and it's like we say on the show they don't care if they win or they lose this right now the grift is good keeps the money coming in and if they get to win well hey bonus they get their hands on the national purse strings as well but they they want they want to rule they don't want to govern that's right they want to reign and and let's let's spin it a little bit just a, a slight turn towards michael chong Okay. And, and how they tried to? Oh, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I'd, I'd just like to finish with PP, but yes, that's where that's exactly where we're going with Michael Chong. So the thing with PP is that all the media was saying that uh, you know he's basically got him on the ropes, and looks like we were going to have a convoy situation again, because the big mystery was would there be uh, back to work legislation, and the NDP had come out strong saying they would not support that in any way, shape, or form, even if that meant uh, violating the confidence in the supply agreement. And uh, the Bloc Québécois wasn't going to be for a confidence agreement because, well, you know, the Quebec autonomous movement, separatist movement, is rooted in left-wing politics. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And uh, so it came down to the conservatives and we were speculating while well, the conservatives have never met a back to work legislation that they did not like, except for probably this time where they were probably going to do the convoy thing again. Let mm-hmm. Trudeau wear it. Yeah. Let him twist. Uh, so that was the plan. So I'm sure that they had uh, advertisements 
and a whole bunch of things oh, yeah. in the can and ready to go. And uh, and they were building up to it with that whole New York thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, how dare the prime minister do his job and go to New York and represent <laughs> us at an international summit when there's a strike at home? He needs to be there to do that. It doesn't matter that there's 34 other people in the cabinet, most of whom are exceptionally and frighteningly competent who can do that while he's gone. He needs to be here. Every time there's something wrong, he can't go do his job somewhere else. Ground that jet, stay home, never go to another conference again. Uh, and I swear I'm going to do the same thing when I'm, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 not that. Especially since we saw the suspense reports with seven thousand dollars for bathtub water. Yeah, just saying, I'm surprised that guy's not shrivelly and shrivelly like an old raisin all the time, given his water bill. You know, it it it, it does lend credence to the fact that the the conservatives do not believe in climate change or reduce, reuse, recycle. When you get a seven thousand dollar water bill for a month. I'm going to keep on maintenance because he knows what he's doing and he feels dirty and he needs to wash that much. Must be. Like, Must be. What else could it be? <laughs> like, seriously, like, come <laughs> on, man. I feel so dirty. Why do I keep doing this? Oh, God. ABCC has got me by the short and curlies. I wish I could quit them. <laughs> yeah, probably not happening. Uh, <laughs> Jugmeet Singh does a more convincing crying in this <laughs> Oh, I'm bad. I'm so terrible. The only thing that the only way that clip would have been better is Jagmeet Singh was eating a cheesecake while he was sitting in the bathtub with the shower full. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Dido's playing in the background. You know the, the sad Dido song. <laughs> I want to thank you for making this cheesecake waterproof. <laughs> um. So, so Ree just put a link in the comments here that I'm looking at and I'm looking at this link and this is a church and, and I'll share the link, the video in a minute, because it's honest to goodness. This is, if you've ever seen the film Idiocracy? Yes. This is right out of Idiocracy. Oh boy. It's right out of Idiocracy. And then, we'll, so we'll show this quickly, then we'll pivot back to Michael Chong. Okay. Cause this is a new level of absurdity. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this. I'm going to water my garden with Mountain Dew now. <laughs> yeah, brandy. It's what plants crave. A church, okay? Excuse me while I go all Tucker for a second. 
yeah. Is this what you think of when you think of a church? Or is it a political event? What if I told you they invited Republican Senator, Senator Josh Hawley as a speaker? All I know is I do not want to pay for right-wing nationalist propaganda. Yes or no, is it time for megachurches to lose their tax-exempt status? They got way too much money if they could afford to. You, how many people could have you fed with those four cars and that tank and all that ammo? Well, in, in Rhee's Re- uh, reply, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Remember when Idiocracy was just a movie? Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> okay. There's hey, some so that is far less offensive than a church. That's the scary part. <laughs> like, uh, I wonder if Kenny Loggins is okay with that. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeesh. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Really, like a bridge over flattened automobiles. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ow, 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 ooh, James, ooh. James, that's coming in that's hot. A rough battle line there. <laughs> that was a that spicy clip was just like a regular church. Only the tank is usually a priest, and the cars are altar boys. Ooh, ouch. Okay, oh. let's go back to Michael Chong. Oh boy, uh, hold on. This spicy, uh, spicy James moment. Yes. <laughs> Say it out loud. He says, it "Was brought to you by the Peppermaster. Uh, mm-hmm. Try their qua- crazy hot liquid fire." Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm regretting the today. I'm regretting the extra spicy wings I had last night. Ooh, it's uh, Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire. <laughs> the ring of fire. <laughs> I had the exosuicide wings. Boom, 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 boom. I shouldn't have done that thing. Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh man! Okay, yeah. Uh, Pierre, uh, let, let's get to Michael Chong. Michael yes. Chong um, stood up in the house yesterday. Or was it the day before now? I don't remember. Um, And uh, made this whole thing because it was uh, reported in the Globe. And it seems that this time it actually is a CSIS leak uh, that he and his family had been being monitored or surveilled or something Mm -hmm. uh, by the People's Republic of China, by the Communist Party, the People's Republic of China, because he had taken a stand in the House of Commons against what uh, China is alleged to be doing to the Uyghurs. And for that, he got sanctioned uh, by China uh, in 2021. And now he, it is absolutely terrible that, you know, our MPs are being intimidated in this way. There's no doubt about that. But he stood up and, you know, made this big thing, you know, blaming the prime minister. You know, when did the prime minister know that I, my family was being tailed and why did he not tell me? And Okay. Now, without, without minimizing how dangerous this actually is, let's also have a reality check. We are talking about the communist government of the People's Republic of China. We know about the quote-unquote service stations. They're really police stations Mm -hmm. where they keep track of you. 
we also know about the phone calls. Oh, hi. We're just calling to ask you how your family's doing. Hmm. Is it really that much of a stretch, given who we're dealing with and what we know, that if you are an MP that has received official sanctions, that you could probably be safe to assume that that also applies to you and your family? That's not given that's kind of a package deal. Well, I, I love how the conservatives were rail on about China, 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 doing this, doing that. They're, they're staged, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you signed the 31-year-old FIPA deal. The 31-year FIPA deal. You signed that. Skip, mm-hmm. you were part of the cabinet that mm-hmm. signed off on that. And in the analysis of the last election with O'Toole, it was determined by many people that it was the party's attitude towards China, which s- citizens seem to be con- having a feeling applied to their attitude about the citizens as well. Uh, And they seemed to be pretty, if not anti the people's government of the communist government of the people's Republic of China, which we probably should all be uh, and Mm -hmm. Chinese itself. Uh, And that wasn't a good look for them. And it seems that the Canadian Chinese community had noticed and that was one of the reasons that the conservatives, they themselves said that they lost that election, was their attitude towards how they were talking about China and how it made Ch- Chinese Canadians feel that that was applying to them as well. Uh, so um, while it is absolutely horrible that the government of China is doing this, and yes, we must do what we can to stop it, um, we have um we do have a situation of the gentleman doth protest way too much here Indeed. um and with with a natural shield to hide behind how dare you criticize me my family was attacked yeah but you seem more concerned about attacking the prime minister than getting to the bottom of it with china right mm. now ceases has specifically said the prime minister came out and said that he did not know that Michael Chong specifically and his family had been specifically targeted until that news came to the public. And Michael Chong is wondering why it is he didn't know. And CSIS itself came out and said that their assessment of the threat wasn't that it was, it wasn't high enough to be elevated to uh, a situation that would be reported outside the agency. So, if CISA says it would not be reported outside the agency, then of course the prime minister would not know. Neither would Mr. Chung because it wasn't reported outside of the agency. Now you got PP going all over the place saying, well, the prime minister's story is not believable. Mm. Well, why not? What? <laughs> it didn't go out of the agency. So once again, it wasn't, if it's not a threat enough to advise mm. Michael Chung, who's just an MP in an opposition party that has absolutely no power whatsoever, is completely impotent in our House of Commons at the moment by virtue of the formulation and the parties and the confidence and supply agreement. Why would they bother the prime minister whose time is way more precious with it? You know, it's, 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 it's another big nothing burger is what it's it is. It's a big nothing burger. The, the fact that there was surveillance is a something burger. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. Michael Chong is trying to do with it now, trying to... Um, build up or morph the personal family situation into a situation of the prime minister's failing. Um, 
I have a problem. I always had a problem with that. I had a problem with Melissa Lansman when she did it with her faith. Yes. When they talked about her shilling for Nazis. How could you dare say, I'm a Jewish. I would Come on, girl. Yeah. And this is, this, is, this is a variation on the theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How Absolutely. dare you, can you accuse me of being partisan? This is my family. But it's all the prime minister's fault. Yeah. That is being partisan. <laughs> if it was a credible threat, CSIS would have informed the RCMP who would have assigned people to take care of Michael Chong. The, the PM would have been brought into it. The official opposition leader, who was... Andrew Shear at the time, he would have been briefed about it too if it was a credible threat. None of that happened. So, uh, yeah. Now, uh, I don't know how, how much time you have, Mr. Grizzly, because we're... About five minutes. About five minutes. Okay, so I won't play the clip then. Uh, but the Prime Minister uh, had been asked about it uh, and gave uh, the only response that he probably could give and the correct response actually in this situation which was that um, when it comes to an MP safety, when it comes to their family's safety, we need to know, even if that's a mild concern or something that wouldn't otherwise hit a threshold that CSIS would feel it needs. So from now on, whatever it is, it doesn't have to go to the prime minister. It doesn't have to go up. You can tell the family directly. You can tell the MP directly. Right. It was the only elegant way out. Mm-hmm. It's going to create a lot of extra work for CSIS. Of course, it's going to create a lot of extra work for staff, especially if every threat, considering the number of them, some of our female MP staff is going to be kept very busy because there's an inordinate right, mm-hmm. amount of attacks on female journalists. Uh, yesterday was uh, the 30th International World Press Freedom Day, and the UNESCO and the United Nations basically pointed that out among the three things, distrust in media, you know, constant attacks on the media by governments, and attacks uh, on female journalists in particular, and uh, an increase in uh, journalist imprisonments and all that kind of stuff around the world. So uh, mm-hmm. um, Canada is ranked, uh, I think, 14th on the mm-hmm. index of uh, international press freedom, higher than the UK, the US, and France. Uh, but this is Canada. We could, we could be doing better than 14th. Oh, agreed. We could be doing well better than 14th, especially considering the level of education of our population. Um, most, so, most educated nation on earth. Mm-hmm. So, um, not per capita. For, by, that's not a per capita uh, spe, uh, spec fact. It's it's a simple fact. We're the most educated nation on earth, more so than Japan, which a lot of people find difficult to believe, but it's true. Uh, something like. 60% of the population of Canada has a post-secondary education of some type, which is the highest in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, um, our friend, uh, Mark Burry, mm-hmm. right from the show, um, you know, well-noted lawyer, uh, stated that Trudeau was absolutely right uh, on that, on what he stated, and I wanted to show the clip. but uh, well, We can uh, show it. We don't we have, can show. We, it's about three minutes, so we don't have time. We have to end up the clip oh, at the okay. end of the show. Uh, so I want, I want to make sure that you we get can, we can show that tomorrow. We'll line up things yeah. for tomorrow. We'll show it tomorrow. But uh, the thing that uh, it, the question that it prompts to me, and I did not hear in the press yet, is um, whether the fact that a member of Pierre's caucus was a target of the PRC, now this is public knowledge, whether that fact might finally be the thing that convinces Prince Fuckwad to get that security clearance so that he could finally be exposed to intelligence to protect his party's MPs. Mm. 
if he does he care more about protecting his party MPs than he cares about his right to pl- implausible deniability to attack the prime minister? I just I would love someone to put the question to him and make the I little bugger squirm. Sorry, I just got, I just clued in. You called him Prince Farquad. Prince yes. Farquad. I never made the connection until just now. Prince Farquad, when you say it that way, it's like, oh, that's what it, right over my head. Kind of like about two or three years ago, I realized the line from from the Tragically Hips, uh, Bob Cajun, could have been the Willie Nelson, could have been the wine, was not Willie Nelson's music. It was Willie Nelson's product. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> wow uh, i love time release jokes <laughs> prince farquad i never clued into that before <laughs> sorry mom for dropping an unintended f-bomb but you know it it really it fit like they got a sense of humor at disney man there's some dark writing going on there <laughs> well did you in shrek you when they're walking through the town if you actually like stop the and like look at the name of the stores mm. it's like old no. nave oh, instead really? of old navy <laughs> it's just you, there's it a whole bunch of little jokes if you yeah it's, <laughs> that's for the adults who are watching yes. with their children right yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right mr grizzly do we have a show yes we do oh man okay kids we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the daily beaver morning show because we surely enjoyed making this for you uh remember sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless uh so if you would say that beef is the word Beef is the word, is the word, have you heard? We've got news, we've got meaning. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, spread the word. Spread, or as, as PB would say, start spreading the news. <laughs> new dork, new dork. Sorry, I got a drill bit in my ear right now. <laughs> Not an earworm, a drill going into my right ear. Because democracy is something that you do, uh, well, uh, yeah, you might want to let your MPs know that you're really happy that they resolved the public service deal without back-to-work legislation. And that's mm-hmm. behavior that you would like to incentivize and encourage them to continue for future work actions. Pay people. Uh, if you really like this podcast you can find us on all on the Crider Media Network as well as all Beaver Grizzly Griever Bisley yeah Yeah. Griever Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms and if your platform is not Beaver Grizzly friendly why the heck not and why are you on it should be stars and reviews are appreciated so if you're listening to us on Apple or Google please be generous we love to hear from you, so please reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter at True Eager, or by email at truenortheagerbeaver at gmail.com. And if you subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, with a hyphen between each one of those words, when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, it slides right into your inbox, and then you can pop it right into your ears. Here are dulcet tones to make your day a little more bright. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. And why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. And as Kid Elaine says, 
Remember to smash the button before you leave, everyone. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kim Elaine. Appreciate Very important that. public service you do. Uh, we can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show, you know, if you're watching, uh, you can scan the QR code that I'm sure Mr. Grizzly will put close to his head right about now. And if you scan that, that will bring you to our emergency hot chocolate fund, our emergency farm boy gluten-free chocolate chip ice cream cookie fund, and Mr. Grizzly's emergency coffee and Guinness fund. And if you're listening, well, you can let your fingers do the walking to coffee, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, all in one word, lowercase letters, and well, that's where our tip jar is, and that's where you can make your contribution to keep us hydrated and encourage us to do more. Thank you so very much. We appreciate it. And uh, we did receive a tip uh, the other day, and we will thank you uh, on air. Uh, but today I have not had the time to clip it to get it. So just we've got it. Thank you very much. And please know that your thanks is coming. And finally, uh, we're, we keep on hearing that merch is coming, but this not quite yet. So keep that powder dry. Yeah, that's this time it's my fault. I forgot to send in the designs. Um, just been busy. I'll work on it tonight. Okay, uh, we should we should work on those together because I'll make sure uh, to like the kit said to add the because democracy is something you you do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Okay, um, so uh, just keep uh, your eyes open, and that uh, should be back soon. But of course, we'll tell you. So yeah, don't worry about it. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager Beaver saying. Until next time, dear kits, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Um, Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us before we go? Yeah, uh, just a, a reply uh, I have that I posted for a gentleman who made a comment on um, the show from uh, yesterday. Do we need an arc? Yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before. And this fellow, Rob McDonald, 35127984. This is Rob, Rob MacD on Twitter. says, Buddy could use some hair or at least a smaller head. So I, resp- I responded. In kind. I said, thanks for your unsolicited opinion about my follicle challenge, Pate. I have no doubt that you're an absolute Adonis to all of the ladies or gentlemen they flock to, especially with your keen observational powers. Thank you for pointing out what is already blatantly obvious that I'm bald. I shave my head. So it's not all little stuff, tufts of hair making me look ridiculous. Thank you for pointing that out to me. You, you think I didn't notice that I don't have any hair? I'm like, why do you think I'm wearing a toque? It's cold in here and I got no hair. Some people just aren't very uh, right. So if anybody wants to pay, um, uh, Rob, at Rob MacD, 35127984, a visit and let him know that uh, we are well aware of the fact that I am bald. Yeah. Feel free. Don't, don't, no, just, just let them know. Hey, thanks for, thanks for letting us know about that. It's a shock to you, isn't it? I know. I know. You've just made me a proud Papa Beaver. They grew up so fast. That was delightfully bitchy. And, 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 and I think, here, I'll, I'll <laughs> post it because I got a couple of seconds here. It'll take me a second. And uh, let's just do the, do the little clip. Here's a little clippy, clippy. Ms. Sedeka says, Paul, that guy's just jealous because you're not only handsome, but charming. Oh, I thank you. Mm. Only the best people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll post it on the screen here because I think it's, it's, I thought it was, I, I, you know, cause I wrote it on my phone. I think I made a typo and as a result, it stays there mm. forever. 
there's the fella if you want to uh, if you if you find folks want to pay him a visit and let him you know tell him hey thanks for letting us know that paul's bald you know mm. feel free feel free don't, don't I'm, literally if you want to pay him a visit by all means but what what i ask you to do is don't be pile polite. on be polite do just respond the same way i did just hey yeah. we didn't know paul was bald Thanks for letting us know. I don't want you to threaten him. I don't want you to call him a bad name or anything like that. Take the high road. Mr. Beaver has, has helped me in, in my, my, cause my immediate response was, Oh Jesus, bud. Like I didn't know that. I thought, no, let's, let's be catty about it because then it's funny. Cause petty is my favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's roll on out of here. All right. All right. Mr. Grizzly, please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Guess what I'm doing? What's that? I'm looking for Rob's. <laughs> yeah, looking for his reply. <laughs> oh, here, here. I have lots of hair, Rob. I just don't have it on my head because I shave it. <laughs> I'm kind of fat in that picture, actually, for me. For me. For mm. me. I've been drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> All right, kids. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Have a beaverific day. Indeed, indeed. Oh, sorry. Let me just find the thing here. There we are. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Cundell from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.